on the weird. Welcome back to Bring on the Weird. You're Elijah. Actually, I got something to tell you, man. You're not Elijah? I'm not. <laughs> My name is really Billy Mears. <laughs> no! <laughs> yeah, that's me. I'm Elijah. You're Will. <laughs> that's me. Billy Mears, huh? Billy Mears. A little different than the other guy who's... <laughs> Slipped in. Yeah, a little... Uh, I don't know if it's sneaky or... I mean, I guess it would be sneaky. Well, sneaky to everybody, but not to the people that were involved in it. To, to the greater audience. I heard the reasoning behind it. I'll, I'll tell the reasoning, or what they say the reasoning is, like once we get there, but... It's kind of interesting. It kind of makes a little bit of sense to me. Yeah. Do you want to talk about, uh, well, picking up from the end of our last episode, the the tape. We're not. I'm not going to read the whole story, but the guy that traveled to a parallel universe and found this thing. Yeah, I completely forgot to look for that podcast that. I, I I swear, I know I heard it, and I don't know where. <laughs> it's even simpler than that. I I mean, we'll see how this website you can only take so much so seriously. TheBeatlesNeverBrokeUp.com. Oh. <laughs> that's that's I, where the story is. Yeah. It, so that story of the time-traveling guy or dimension-traveling guy is on yeah. there? Yeah. Oh. He's the one that started it. The Beatles never broke up. Yeah, I think that is. It's like the. I'm. I'm almost positive that's the only website dedicated to this, like these conspiracies. And I don't think it's been updated at all since the story. Really? We're not going to read down this whole story. We'll just skim it. But oh my god! Well, first I, of all, I can't find that website. What did you say it was again? The Beatles the, never broke up. Dot com. Yeah. Dot com. The Beatles right. never broke up. Dot com. What are you drinking? Oh, I'm having me a uh, a dogfish head, bitches brew. Uh oh, that's the good it's a little kind. Little punchy, little what? Little little strong. It it almost tastes like liquor. That much I mean, alcohol. It, it's nine, so but, it, it's it's pretty flavor. high. Yeah, but the, but the flavor is up there. Yeah. Different. Yeah. <laughs> we, we got just a plain old blue moon. I've never been a big fan of the blue moons. Really? I always want to. They always look so damn good on TV. Did you ever put an yeah. orange in it? No, I've never done that. But then, that's that's why they look so good to me. You know, I see it on TV in a glass. It's like an orangey color. Then they put the orange on it. And I'm like, man, that looks pretty good. Yeah, you have to put an orange in it. It, it makes it <laughs> tasty. It reminds me of a shock top. Yes. I've heard both sides. And people have told me, if you like Blue Moon... Then you won't like Shock Top as much. If you like Shock Top, you won't like Blue Moon as much. Really? I guess yeah. I don't have a very refined palate then, because <laughs> I associate them together. I, if you put one in a cup, or you put them in two solo cups with me blindfolded, I guarantee you I couldn't tell you the difference. <laughs> I, maybe I could, but I, I really don't think so. You put an orange in either one, just an orange slice. That's what you should try. Get a Blue Moon, some oranges. Yeah, I should give it a shot. It's a wheat beer, though, isn't it? Uh, yeah, Belgian, Belgian white, Belgian style wheat ale. I'm not big on the wheat. I like, 
I like my beer to be bitter. Uh, to feed but, your bitter soul. <laughs> I guess so. <laughs> I guess that's why I like IPAs so much, because they're so hoppy. And I, I really like the hops. Uh, I like some hops, too. Uh, good, I man. really like hoppy stuff. I, I seek that out. Does it make you hoppy? <laughs> no, it makes me sleepy. <laughs> that was a dad joke. <laughs> My God. So bad. Uh, we're not there yet, but we could talk about the frog song. The frog song? Yeah. It's one of the Beatles songs, and it's... Uh, we'll, ah, we're not going to talk about it yet. We'll talk about it later. But it has so, something to do with old Mr. McCartney or the other guy. Mm-hmm. That was... That's one of the clues. Pretty sure I picked that up. But anyway, we're if we're coming off the parallel universe, so this guy, he's like, the following is an actual account of my experiences as of recently. So September 9th, 2009, he experienced something. He lives in Livermore, California. But on September 9th, he was driving home from Turlock after visiting a friend for a few days. He had his dog with him. And um, as they were driving back through Del Porto Canyon, just west of Turlock, uh, his dog acted like she had to go to the bathroom. So then she died. Uh, <laughs> no? no. No. Oh, okay. Good. Good. <laughs> There's no dead dogs. Oh, good. Get some John Wick coming down on us. <laughs> <laughs> Said it was around two, and uh, he was he was going through the canyon. You know, just a nice scenic drive. Mm-hmm. And she acted like she had to go, so they pulled over into and into nothing. He was twenty miles from from civilization. There was nothing around. Just wilderness, I assume. Yeah, that's it. Okay. They got the dog out, and then she started barking at something and started chasing a rabbit. So then he started chasing after the dog, and he said they were about forty yards ahead. So he had to really take off. And what happened was he tripped into a rabbit hole and knocked himself unconscious. Hmm. And then when he woke up, he was in this room. Furniture, electronics, it just... When he first woke up, it was really strange because he knew he was nowhere near anything. Mm-hmm. How, how could he wake up in a room? Yeah. And then uh, he said outside he could hear traffic. So that really confused him. Because he was... That means... Somebody picked him up and took him someplace. Yeah, pretty damn scary. Far away. Uh, he he was starting to freak out, and then and then he heard his dog. Oh, uh, the only reason. Where am I at? I wasn't near the window in the room. It was actually on the other side, next to uh, an unusual looking electronic machine that I didn't recognize from anywhere I've seen before. The only reason this stood out was because it seemed out of place in a person's home, which most of the room resembled. I decided to get up and look out the window, but the door opened, and in ran my dog. He was pretty excited to see me. When I looked up, there was a man standing at the door. He was about five feet tall, had medium-long black hair, and was dressed casually. Nice, but gave me a greasy vibe, if you know what I mean. He introduced himself as Jonas and asked me if I was okay, which I said yes. He said he found me unconscious in a field with my dog barking at me. So I thanked him for helping me and my dog... And that I was surprised my dog even came back to me. I then asked him the question that would make me start wondering if I had, in fact, gone crazy. I asked him, where am I? About 20 feet away from where I found you, he replied. What? I told him that I couldn't be 
couldn't be possible because there was no house within at least 20 miles from where I was last remember. He then told me that what he was going to say next will be very shocking and unbelievable, and that if he didn't actually experience it himself, then he wouldn't believe it. He took a look at the machine near the window and looked back at me and said he transported me into a parallel Earth. He said he traveled to our Earth dimension and found me knocked out in the blazing heat with nobody around to help me out. Normally, he said, he doesn't take outsiders through a portal. In my case, he thought I needed urgent help. Ah, how cool is that? Yeah. Immediately into the parallel universe. That's crazy. <laughs> I just boop. So that he goes on to talk about, uh, they were chit-chatting about that stuff, and he's like, the only time I, a parallel traveler, you know, Michio Kaku, the, the physicist here on this Earth, mm-hmm. he's, you know, talk, seen stuff about that, but... And this guy goes on to explain that the government figured out how to travel between parallel universes and they've set up these uh, hubs where people can can travel, mm-hmm. like, like commercially. But now now they've kind of shut it down at this point and, and that Earth's history. But this guy still has a, a way to do it, and so he just kind of wanders sometimes. <laughs> and he happened to come across this guy. And so this guy is in his room looking around, and they started. They were talking about music and culture and TV and stuff. And he said most of the things are the same, but then he started talking about the Beatles because they got into the music subject. Uh, we also started talking about music, which was an interesting topic because there were many of the same bands between our worlds that existed, including the Beatles. When the name cut got brought up, Jonas mentioned that his brother just got back from seeing them perform at a concert recently. Which I gave a weird look to and said, you mean they are still together? And he said, yeah. I then told him about how they broke up in our world and that John and George passed away. Apparently in his world, they are all alive, healthy, and on tour still. How about that? This is insane, dude. <laughs> Jonas then had me follow him into another room that had a bookshelf looking thing with some cassette tapes. Yes, the music ones. Apparently CDs never caught on in this world. And a tape player slash radio slash record player... Though it didn't look quite look the tape look like the type of radio we have, the speakers looked more like crinkled cardboard, but sounded pretty good. I didn't get too good of a look at the speakers, but they certainly weren't round. They must look like a tall accordion. So they were chit chatting about this, and pretty much all the uh, Beatles albums are the same, that kind of thing. And then he Jonas brought out this tape, and there was no kind of cover art or anything for it it was just written on and he asked jonas if he could take it and jonas was like no 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 you can't just take stuff from here and take it to your world what's wrong with you yeah and then there was a knock on the door so what this guy did uh what's his name james james richards that's his name so what james did was when jonas was distracted with whoever was at the door he took the tape that's Steven Bastard. Beatles Everyday Chemistry. And then he, he shuffled around the other tapes that were laying in there to make it look like he was just kind of shuffling them around. But then uh, eventually Jonas fired up his parallel universe transporter thing and sent James on his way. And he couldn't listen to the tape in his car because he didn't have a tape deck. And he still couldn't listen to it when he got home. He said he had to go to Walmart to get a, a tape player. This was in 2009. 
Yeah, I mean, who has one? You know, who would have one then? You have to drive around a 1999 Ford Focus to have a tape deck. Yeah. <laughs> Is that what you have? I had a tape deck when I first got that car. <laughs> but he said he started listening to it, and it was songs that he hadn't heard before. But the other story goes that it's pretty much just a mashup tape. Yeah. Because the, the Beatles have done this their whole careers. They will take one or two of the guys will sing on one song, and then each of them will take a song on the different albums. And really what's happening on this thing is they, whoever put the tape together, it's a mashup and it's, it's remixed and all that stuff. They just took songs from the Beatles' solo careers and put them on this tape. It's a mixtape of their solo careers. Yeah, that's what I heard. I heard too, and I, I guess like it's been studied and like listened to and broke down and ripped apart and all that. And they're like, yeah, that's what it is. I mean, is it? Where are we gonna go with that? I, I don't know. <laughs> it's a fantastic story, no matter what. I'd like to think it's true. You can just download the album on this website. What the parallel universe one? It says download the entire album zipped, 70 megabytes. But now you can just, it's it's part of their stuff now. Yeah. So if you just go seek out the Beatles, then you're going to find this album too. I wonder if that could have all been, you know, bullshit. Just to, just to uh, delegitimize the guy who says he got it from another universe. So like, you know what, this is a mashup, but you know what... Yeah, we'll add it to their their catalog. Uh-huh. Cool, nice job. Yeah, it's a mashup. <laughs> and the guy's like, no, for real, it's not. Like, So it wouldn't surprise me. That dude traveled to the parallel universe? Well, the fact that they would say, they they would make up oh, yeah. things to yeah, say yeah. it's a mashup, to delegitimize this guy. I could totally believe that. I mean, I'm not, a, I'm not always wearing my tinfoil hat, but I don't really trust... Anybody. <laughs> so. Yeah, this could, they could easily, you know, write write this off as a mashup. I don't think it would be a problem at all. Because somebody just figured it out, oh, it's just a mashup. Or is it? I don't know. I, on that, I'm almost positive on that episode that I mentioned, which I don't know what it was, I don't know who did it, where I heard about this, I heard a part of it. And it, I mean, it sounded like the. I, I was never a big Beatles fan, right. so I don't know. I, I mean, I'm not. I, I guess honestly, I, I don't think I can tell look you. Out, neither one of us are a major Beatles fan. I don't think I could tell you one song by them. Some uh, Yellow Submarine, something. Right? That's an album. Yeah. Oh, that's not a song. Isn't it? I thought. See, here we go. We're not experts. So like, just... we all live in a yellow submarine. Right? Or is that like it, maybe I got that from like one of my kids shows? This sounds like a kids show song. Yeah, well, it's definitely a song. I don't know if it's a whole album though. See, people are gonna. Yeah, it's a whole album. Yeah, they are losing that. They just shut us off. They smashed <laughs> their iPhones. They smashed their Androids. They smashed their new Razor phone. These idiots don't know anything about the Beatles. You see the new Razor phone? The, the one that folds. Yeah, and I don't trust these folding screens yet, man. No, I'm not there either. Well, I'll wait till they get a little better, because Samsung effed that up. Oh, yeah. 
That was a big issue for them. I think I think they messed up the first touch one too. It wouldn't surprise me. My wife was all all for that phone, the the first touch one you can do. And the touch screen was horrible. Really? Yeah. It stopped working after a time. It still had the slidey screen, so you could slide it up. You had the keyboard and stuff. So eventually she had to navigate stuff, sliding the keyboard up and playing with the arrows. Hmm. It was awful. It was like my, that's like my droid. When the droid first came out. Yeah, the slidey one. Oh, yeah. That thing was so cool. I was, <laughs> I love that phone, dude. Actually had a keyboard. You could touch everything. Yeah, that was, that was cool. So, yes, Yellow Submarine, and then, I don't know. Donna, there's like, uh, Sergeant Peppers and a Lonely Hearts Band. That's an album. Yep. Um, Love Me. Anyway. Were you getting ready to say Love Me Tender? I was getting ready to, but that's Elvis. Yeah, I was going to say, I'm pretty sure that's Elvis. <laughs> Actually, he, there's a bit of this that he might come up. Elvis? Yeah. Only, only just, just a hint. Oh. Want to get into that now? Yeah, I have no idea what you're talking about. Uh, when Elvis was drafted in the war. Uh huh. I think I just, I think I just saw this. And the guy, his, his manager, I think, he was actually, he was like, oh crap, Elvis is going to war. Whom, who's going to take his place? I can't let Elvis die. I can't let, I got to find somebody else in case something happens. Yeah. So he went to uh, this. Hold on. Oh, is this tying into the big one? The is it big? the big one? Probably. So they had a um, Colonel Tom Parker, Elvis Presley's manager, discovered William Campbell Shears on a talent scouting trip to Shreveport, Louisiana, in '58. After uh, after Elvis had been drafted in the army, Shears was then put on the road in a variety of bands that toured the Chitlin circuit. The American Teen Magazine, Teen Beat, and Dick Clark of the TV show American Bandstand held a contest for Beatle lookalikes in 1965. No winners were announced because this was done under the auspices of Brian Epstein, who was in search of Beatle stand-ins for security purposes. Epstein. I don't I know, know right? man. Uh-huh. Hey, I don't know, man. I was going to look up his lineage, too, but I didn't get there. <laughs> Colonel Tom Parker noticed a similarity in looks and immediately pitched Shears to Epstein or Epstein as a Paul McCartney stand-in. And thus begins the legend. Yeah, this is a really crazy one. This this whole Paul McCartney one, man. So, as I told you in a text, I said, man, Paul McCartney's dead. <laughs> it's over. Yep. It happened. And then I'm pretty sure I told you last night, I said... I don't know if he's dead. I don't. <laughs> it's so crazy. Like it, there's a lot of weird things that make you believe it, right? And then you just got to be like, this. Why? Why would they? No. But uh, but I don't know. <laughs> so so yeah. I mean, like this Billy Shears guy, which was my joke at the beginning, guys. Billy Mears. That's me. <laughs> um. Yeah. He like he like wins a look like he was an orphan. See, I didn't get into his history. Well, I didn't. I just heard a little bit about it, but yeah, he was an orphan, dude. And now it's quite possible he's living a life. <laughs> that sounds As like Paul. one one hell of a dream story. Yeah, you go from 
Annie to Bon Jovi or Annie to Paul McCartney, <laughs> whatever, like whatever analogy, Annie to share. I don't know. I just keep going back Oliver to Annie. Twist. Oliver Twist to Paul McCartney. Yeah. Yeah. Same country, right? At least the same continent. Yeah. I mean, pretty damn close, right? You know, I tried <laughs> I really so. hard. I tried really hard to get these accents down because I was like, I was like, you know what? I was going to do. I, I got to do a good Paul or I got to do a good Beatle. I can't do it. I, I just. I, I, I know what you mean. I wanted to do it too, but. As good as I got was like, my name's Paul. Like, <laughs> I just can't do it, man. I think there's a little more W in there. Paul. No, that's too much. Uh, I don't know. I, I can't do it. <laughs> no. Nope. I was at work just saying it to myself. People probably thought I was a lunatic. <laughs> like, I don't know. This dude thinks his name is Paul. This, What's the matter with this guy? We might end up just having to call this one Paul McCartney's dead. Because <laughs> I don't know. I mean, this one is, is so involved. Are we going to get into much about the other things? Well, let's talk about Paul getting dead. Do you and want, we'll see where it goes from there. What do you want? Do you think we should break first? Oh, we haven't been going that long, have we? We're at about we're at twenty six minutes. All right. Do mm. the uh, when Paul supposedly died, and then we'll take a break. When and how? In nineteen sixty six, uh, I guess he was. I don't know if he was like he got into an argument with Ringo or something like that, and apparently he. He's he's pissed off. He goes out. He gets in his Mini Cooper. He goes flying down the road. Boom. Hits who the hell knows what. Chops his head off. Blew his mind out. Blew his mind out in a car. Yeah. yeah. That's one of the lyrics. I know. What, That's what, great. Did you say the date? Uh, 1966. So I've heard year, right? different. I've heard. Like, really? Yeah, I think I heard January. January 7th. Or no way. Like that? It can't be then because that's when, according to this article, that's when they found uh, Billy Shears. It was in 66. That's when they found him to be the uh, security double. And I have, it was in maybe 67. I, I have the accident as November 9th, 66. Really? That's right. See, so I've heard, I've heard you, a lot of things about this accident. Like, I've heard. The actual factual accident that he was in was the one on the moped when he busted his lip. Yeah, and had to grow a mustache. Yeah, that's why he looked a little, little different on Sgt. Pepper. They all grew a mustache, didn't they? I After thought that? they did. I, I, yeah, I thought they did. So maybe I don't that was know a they did it. And did they do it as like sympathy? solidarity, brother? Like, if <laughs> maybe. you're going to look like a pedophile, we all will. <laughs> I mean, it was cool back then. Yeah, it was the... Not, not pedophilia. But mustaches. <laughs> I better clarify that. My God, that was never cool. It's never gonna be cool. Oh God, we got kicked off of Twitter, Instagram, MySpace, <laughs> everywhere. Apparently, his Mini Cooper was involved in a real accident, though. Then or some other time. Another time. It says it was in '67, but it wasn't Paul who was driving it. It was an assistant, uh, an assistant to a producer or something like that, who was driving a car. It was in an accident with Paul McCartney's Mini Cooper. Which, oh, well, that that doesn't help the conspiracy then, or the rumors, or whatever. 
which I guess could maybe people, I don't know, maybe they got Mandela'd. Maybe they're like, no, I remember him dying in that Mini Cooper. Oh. What? Did I just do that? Did I just <laughs> Is this Mandela? Isn't it? That was, that was one of the Mandelas, wasn't it? I don't think so. Was it? People swore up and down that he died in 66. Really? Yeah, I that was. Remember that. Did we say <laughs> that? Is that, no, that's not how we got on the parallel universes. I can't remember how we ended Mandela effects to get into the parallel universe. I don't know. That's what we've been trying to do is roll into the next one. Is that working out? Yeah. But anyway, people swore up and down that he died then because, oh, oh, that's what it was. Because around that time is when they went, or he disappeared for a while, or they went on hiatus. They yeah. they stopped touring. Yeah. So that's kind of another, another I don't know about a nail in the coffin, but they they definitely picked up the hammer to get it started. You're talking about to start the conspiracy. Yeah. Because they, they stopped touring because they were done touring. And they'd been gone right. for how many years? They pretty much were nonstop touring for years and years. Which, I mean, honestly, if Paul's dead and you got a lookalike in there, you you get, you better stop touring so you can train this guy up. Let him get a little plastic surgery just to touch things up, tweak it a little bit. And, and then bring out the beards. Yeah. Mustaches. No. Well, well the mustaches were... I guess it would have been it would have been right about that time. I guess it would be, yeah. Sergeant Peppers, Sergeant Peppers, Lonely Heart Club Band. Yeah. Would have been right around that time. They grew the mustaches and then they disappeared for a while, right? And they stopped touring. Yeah, they did. And they just did shows here and there. When did they grow the beards? Nah, let's take a break. We'll find the beards. Yeah. All right. We'll see you guys after the break. Uh, welcome back. That was a good break. Uh, yeah, a little productive. Just a little. So uh, I'm convinced a hundred percent that Paul is either alive or dead. Yeah, I know. A hundred percent. I that makes sense to me. It I, should. I totally totally agree. It should. So Paul McCartney on Sunday. December 26, 65 is when he was in the moped accident and he chipped his front tooth. He cut his lip and it was left with a scar. So that was right before they started doing the Sgt. Pepper stuff. So he had a scar on his lip and a fat lip. So he's like, better grow a mustache. You can't have that. That's unsightly. And that will help perpetuate the Paul is dead myth. Old Billy Shears. Uh-huh. Or also heard William Campbell. William Campbell Shears. William Campbell Shears. That's what I kept finding. Now these, his smashed up face and the mustache are not the only clues. How deep did you dive into those clues? Dude, I'm telling (laughs) you, I listened to so much. I read so much that I, it messed me up, man. Like Now you're looking for clues in the clues of other things. Yeah, I'm like, well, maybe they did that to throw us off. Maybe Ringo's dead. Uh huh. <laughs> yeah. Actually, I think that is a theory that Ringo is a clone or something like that. There's a whole other thing that says they're all dead except for Paul. Yeah. Yeah. That 
I did. I saw another thing that said that they conspired to, I guess, kill their first drummer, Pete Best. Pete Best. Yeah, they conspired. I don't know how true this is, but I guess a customer at one of the Beatles hangouts called the Grapes in uh, Liverpool, Liverpool, no S. Um, you overhears a conversation with the band and I guess Pete, he must have got up to go to the bathroom or whatever. And then they all start talking and John, he dislikes his haircut. Uh, Paul hates how he's getting all the girls and George, he hates, um, oh, he states that he's glad they want to get rid of someone in the band other than himself. And the <laughs> wheel is set in motion apparently to get rid of Pete best. Yeah. And there are a bunch of stories like this. I guess it says uh, a janitor and a performing little person. Okay. I don't know. This is on news.com.au slash a bunch of things. But um, uh, the story for the quote-unquote murder, murder attempt comes from an a, quote, unwritten memoir of George Harrison, unquote. Someone would have rigged Pete Best's drums to explode at the end of a show. What? Yeah. How are they going to rig it to just blow up at the end of the show? What is it, a Wile E. Coyote cartoon? (laughs) Right. Or like, you know. You get the Acme TNT in there. What's the one where they're like playing a piano and they keep, they're like playing a song good, but they keep missing a note. And they're like, like, (laughs) if they hit that note, boom, it blows up. But they keep messing up. They're like, shit. He's just like, you know, he's supposed to hit the snare drum. He hits the tom. (laughs) And they're like, shit, it hit the right note, man. How awful a drummer are you? Come on. They're just like throwing pennies up there trying to hit that snare drum <laughs> to make it explode. <laughs> There's a bunch of weird ones. I, I didn't mean to get us off track with the... Was it off track? You listen to Love Me Do? No, I'm not. Revolution 9? I'm not. I am the walrus? Any of them? I am. <laughs> You're the walrus. That's got to be one of the dumbest ones. I don't understand it. No, I don't either. That's I looked. Why? Why would? Why would that even be a thing? I don't understand how a walrus signifies death. Wasn't it like a the walrus? That word actually means death in a different language. Oh, I don't know. Is that? That's what I thought. That's what something said. But well, you might be right. I just I thought the walrus signified death. And I attempted to look it up. It doesn't like, make any sense. I attempted to look up what culture does a walrus signify death. I saw nothing. I don't know if I just didn't no. look in the right places. According to this, the walrus uh, of the song, I Am the Walrus, refers to Lewis Carroll's poem, The Walrus and the Carpenter, from the book Through the Looking Glass. Lennon later expressed dismay upon belatedly realizing that the walrus was a villain in the poem. Hmm. The final piece of the song came together when Lennon's friend and former fellow member of the Quarrymen, Pete Shotton, visited, and Lennon asked him about a playground nursery rhyme they sang as children. Shotton recalled the rhyme as follows. Yellow matter custard, green slop pie, all mixed together with a dead dog's eye. Slap it on a... on a buffy? A buddy? Oh, slap it on a buddy, ten foot thick, then wash it all down with a cup of cold sick. So at this point in their lives, they were – it was in 1967, so these fellas have seen the world. 
played the games with all the facial hair, and maybe he's real upset because Paul isn't Paul. He's not. It's old Billy. I'm trying to. There's a really interesting interview. There's a really interesting interview I'm trying to find. And I think it's. So who started the Beatles? It was Paul and. Was it George? Uh, wasn't John part of the original group? Oh, maybe it, maybe it was John. Paul I think it was John. John. Was so, it Paul? so, th- okay, so maybe it was George then. I can't find it right now, but there was a, uh, an interview they were doing, and I'm almost positive it was George, where they were talking to him, and he said he was glad, oh no, it was Ringo, I'm sorry, cause George joined the band, he was the last one. No. Not George. Yeah, I'm pretty sure Ringo was the last one because uh, the Quarrymen played the opening of the Casbah on August 29th of 59, and the lineup was Lennon, McCartney, Harrison, and Ken Brown. Okay. So right, that so... was before they even met Ringo. Okay, so the interview goes, it, it was George then saying that he was glad that, um, I don't know, Ringo joined or something like that. Because then he doesn't have to uh, bunk with the new guy anymore. Motion towards Paul. Oh. Yeah. That's a clue. Why the... Why would you say... The new guy. Him and John started the damn thing. Right. You... uh, That's... It's got to be a Freudian slip. Because you wouldn't... Like, I would... You wouldn't accidentally say that. Was he being serious or was he just joking around? The way I took it, he was being serious. I I think he was a a slip. Oh man! Because he's because I, I guess apparently him and Ringo were bunking together, but he said that he was glad because now he doesn't have to bunk with the new guy anymore. <laughs> Motioning towards Billy. Mm. So, according to the theory, McCartney died in a car crash. And to spare the public from grief, the surviving Beatles replaced him with the winner of a McCartney lookalike contest. And the story goes, Brian Epstein, Epstein, whatever, uh, he paid off the local authorities, the police and any witnesses, to say, you didn't see anything. Paul is not dead. Everything's fine. Here's your money. Go somewhere. Because he didn't want to... Because the world was enamored with the Beatles, they were on Johnny Carson. They they were already yeah. torn at this point. It was it was nuts. It was absolutely Beatles mania. And if they broke Beatles mania, then World War Three. That's what would have happened. Mm-hmm. Didn't matter whose fault it would have been. If Paul was driving himself, and he died. World War Three. What a matter. It would have been insane. They were the biggest band in the entire world. Yes, at that time. I mean, honestly, uh, not to take it lightly, but I could see there being, like, suicides and shit over this. Yeah, and I was kind of thinking about that earlier today, too. When it was official, in the ninth, when they broke up officially, 70? 69, 70? Um, I'm not sure. I, I, could, I could see suicides then, too. December 31st, 1970, McCartney filed suit to dissolve the Beatles. Oh, right. And he had left the Beatles on April 10th, and then a month later, May 8th, the Let It Be album was released. So they were already on the rocks then. But, you know, uh, going back just a little bit, they formed the Beatles in 
62? Yeah, I think it was 62 when they signed the record or signed the record deal at Abbey Road for EMI. Epstein meets with George Martin, producer, signs the Beatles to record at Abbey Road for EMI, May 9th, 1962. How old were they when that happened? In 62? Because they started as the quarry men when? In 62, most of them were 20, 22, 20, 21, 22. Because Lennon was born in 40. Oh, Ringo... Star, Lennon, they were both born in 40. And then Pete Best, if you want to count him, he was born in 41. Uh, McCartney was born in 42, and Harrison was born in 43. So they were about 20 to 22 when they got signed as the Beatles. The Quarrymen was 1960. So they were like oh, okay. Well, I guess it was shortly before 60, 1959, because they changed their name from the Quarrymen to the Silver Beatles in 60. The and that was Silver Beatles? Yeah, that that spelled Beatles traditionally, B-E-E-T-L-E-S. And then August 17th, 1960 is when they changed their name to just the Beatles and spelled the way we know, B-A-T-L-E-S. I kind of like the way they spell it. Yeah, it's a beat. Yeah, like a beat. Yeah. I like it. Clever. But who was it clever for? Did you see the stuff about them being the fabricated for? You mean like the Illuminati made them? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> to control our children. Well, not our children. Eventually. <laughs> to control the youth and to reshape their fragile little minds to enjoying sex, drugs, and that freaking satanic rock and roll. Oh, my God. Shaking your hips on live television. Come on, guys. Yeah. You can't do it. No. But they wanted to control everything. So they put together this little boy band. <laughs> I, this is going to sound crazy. I, I don't think it's too far-fetched. <laughs> to have them the, to be the fabricator for? To, you know, to be put together to brainwash people. Does it sound yeah. that far-fetched, honestly? No. Maybe not the Illuminati, but somebody. I I mean, I could, compl- I could totally see that. How about, yeah, I, definitely could definitely see that, but was the world at a point where they um, – were the powers that be at a point where they could do that? I think the powers that be are decades ahead of what we know they're capable of. The powers that be that we know. What about the powers be that we don't know? I think, yeah, this might be – this might be one that I believe more than Paul is dead. That they are fabricated for? Yeah. So get this. November 1st, 1963, The Beatles' number one EP is released. November 22nd, with The Beatles' album released in the UK. John Kennedy was killed November 22nd, 1963. No. So the world was a freaking mess when that man was assassinated. And then suddenly, just like that, there are The Beatles. What? (laughs) Are you shitting me right now? No. Guys, <laughs> Paul's alive, but they were put together by the Illuminati. February 9th, 1964, just four months, three and a half months after the assassination of the United of the President of the United States of America. They were on the Ed Sullivan Show, first appearance on the Ed Sullivan Show. So people are, are 
finally recovering from the assassination. It hadn't even been a year yet. And now all these these weird these weird kids from the UK come in. We're the Beatles. <laughs> Damn it, I can't get that right. It's not bad. It's all right. But I could definitely see that they were fabricated somehow. There's despite all the history before that, they could easily grab a few guys off the street and just put some instruments in their hands. You want yeah, to go well, down I mean, a serious conspiracy road? Yeah. I mean, didn't I'm almost positive back in the day, P. Diddy had a a show where he did that. He made a boy band like Big Brother style somehow, <laughs> or it was something weird like that. Uh huh. If one guy can do it, Puff Daddy, the P. Diddy, the P to the D to the I, you know, the rest. If he can do it. I'm pretty damn sure the shadow government, the Illuminati, a.k.a. your government, could do it and would do it. But would it be our government or the world government? Oh, I can see the world government because this was this was in Liverpool, right? 20 years after World War Two. They're like, man, that can never happen again. We got to bring peace and love, man. How are we going to do that? You got to be shitting me, man. I believe I'm a hundred percent on board with this. <laughs> I'm telling you right now, they're all they're this... all doubles. They're all different. There's multiple ones of them. So that that's that's another theory too with the Beatles conspiracy. There's multiple versions of all of them. Well, they were so damn busy they couldn't keep up. From right, you know. So I mean. You, you got tours, you got interviews, you got autograph signings, you got all this shit. You still got to record. Right. They didn't have time. Not to mention write the songs. Who's writing the songs, too? Right. Actually, George Martin, right? Wasn't George Martin writing a lot of songs? You talking about the... Uh, the fourth Beatle? George R. R. The, Martin? The fifth, the fifth Beatle. George R. Martin. No. Game of Thrones? No. <laughs> George Martin, I think he was like, I think they call him the fifth Beatle. I think he was the writer. I don't know. He was a, he did a lot of things. He was like a producer, a writer. He did all kinds of things. But I think he wrote quite okay. a few songs. Well, I guess I did read about him. May 9th, 62, Epstein meets with George Martin. Fucking Epstein. Here we go again with this Epstein. <laughs> it's all coming back around. I'll tell you right now, I don't trust an Epstein. None of them. <laughs> None of them. I don't care from what coast they hail from. Yeah. Six of them just turn this podcast off. They're like, all right, screw that guy. <laughs> Do you want to bring up any of the backwards masking or? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Let's definitely talk about that. Uh, yeah, we probably should. The like, stuff with uh, the covers. Yeah, the covers. Like on most of these, actually, I think all of these deal with Paul being dead, right? The majority of them deal with Paul being dead, but if you just flip it the other way, there's one theory that Paul's the only one alive originally at this point. Everybody else has been, uh, they've been doubled or whatever. So that's why all this shit singles out Paul. Yeah. As the... Dead one. Well, and the flip side, he could be singled out as the living one, the only one left living. Right, with all these clues and all of these places. Huh. 
What, what are some well, clues like, you got there? You got Abbey Road, which is a, a popular one, the album cover. Uh-huh. So I guess in the front, it's John for uh, Abbey Road. Uh-huh. He's all in white. It, apparently, that represents a priest. Then Ringo, behind him, who's all in black, who represents, allegedly, an undertaker. Behind him is Paul. Mm-hmm. Allegedly, since he was dead, he's barefoot. Which is uh, a little strange, right? Like it, well, He's barefoot. He's out of stride. Right. All, Everybody else is leading with their left foot, and he's leading with his right foot. Also, another weird thing, he's left-handed, but he's smoking a cigarette with his right hand. What? And apparently, that's not very common. To have a right-handed cigarette? If if you're left-handed, typically you smoke with your left hand. Oh, right-handed, see. typically you smoke with your right hand. And then behind uh, Paul is George. He's in all denim. You know, Canadian tuxedo <laughs> represents a grave digger. I gotta be honest with you. These are freaking stretches. Like, yeah, yeah. Like, maybe John wanted to wear all white. What the hell's wrong with that? I wore all white to my prom. <laughs> I thought it was dope AF. Why not? Yeah. If my man George back there wants to wear the Canadian tuxedo, the dazzling denim. Why not? Yeah, Let him. It doesn't mean he's a grave digger. <laughs> no. And actually, I read that, I read or I heard that Paul that day was actually wearing sandals. But it was so damn hot, his feet were sweating or whatever, he took the sandals off. And a lot of those, they kept just crossing the road back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. And they finally snagged a picture that they liked. It just happened to be this one. Some of them, Paul had his sandals on. This one, he doesn't. Huh. I don't know that. Yeah. And this just happened to be the one that turned out the best. I guess it just so happened maybe he was out of stride. I don't I mean, understand. It's a good I mean, album cover. It looks great. Yeah. It's just, it's simple. Like, I mean, John over here looking like white tuxedo Jesus. <laughs> With his long hair and his beard. Yeah, maybe. I, that, shit. Was the, that was the Lennon beard era. Represent a priest? Hell no. He represents Jesus. <laughs> He's leading well, John. Leading John to the promised land. Or not John, Paul. All the way to the top. Yeah. I'm Paul. Damn it. <laughs> How about the uh, the Volkswagen Beetle? The license plate. Yeah, that's crazy, right? I mean... Uh, that's another stretch. Yeah. Because... That's what I mean. Like, it's... Two, eight... Isn't it one? It's not I. It's one, isn't it? LMW281F. Correct. But it could be read as... LMW 28 if uh, LMW could represent Linda McCartney widow. Yeah. And supposedly the 28 if is Paul McCartney would have been 28 at the time of the release of the record if he had lived. But there's trouble there. Math doesn't quite add up. Paul McCartney was born June 18th, 1942. Got it? June 18th, 1942. Mm-hmm. Abbey Road was released September 26th, 1969. Had it been 28 years, it would have been 
1970. Seven. Middle of 70. He was about eight huh. months, no, ten months shy of his 28th birthday when the album was released. I didn't put that together. That's, yeah, that's interesting. So, a bit of a stretch. Here, listen to this quote from Ringo Starr. I don't know when he actually said this, but he said, A DJ put all these signs together, Paul with no shoes on the cover of Abbey Road and the Volkswagen Beetle. Then there was the Magical Mystery Tour where we three had red roses and he had a black one. It was just madness. There was no way we could prove he was alive. That's unless crazy. that's just Unless it's just perpetrating further into he's just another agent of misinformation. Yeah, that's information. It's kind of funny. <laughs> like people were they, digging so hard that they're like, well, what do we do? Like, how can we convince you that like, this is Paul? A DNA test? Did they even? They didn't have that back then, did they? I don't think they had a DNA test. There was another thing. I might get this messed up because I did not look up this article, but apparently a group of guys, Wired Magazine or Wired something, they try to match up the the facial structure from oh, when yeah. Paul was still alive, definitely still alive, to post-death possible of Paul. Because they were trying to debunk it, right? Yeah, they were trying to be like, guys, come on, Paul's definitely alive. Stop this. We're going to prove that he's definitely alive. And then they're like, um, so we can't prove he's actually alive. Yeah, because it shit didn't match up, dude. There was another guy, and I listened to him on the, the Chris Jericho podcast. It was two years ago that this episode was on. But he said the reason stuff didn't match up was because pictures were stretched out. They... Between album covers and between photos of them, stuff got stretched around. Like they, the album covers had to be square, and a photo isn't always square. So between them changing the different, reducing and expanding the picture, it messed up the eye distance and the facial structure just, just enough. Uh, Go down whatever road you like. I don't believe that. <laughs> no? No. Because it would distort other things. It would distort shit too much. You know what I mean? Like if it distorted his face, I don't think it, I don't think it drastically distorted the face, but it was enough to make some people. I guess I'm going down that road. It was enough to make some people think it was a completely different face. So right now I'm looking at the uh, Sergeant Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band that yeah. cover. If they had to mess with that at all. Right in the front, right, there's a round bass drum. I guess that's what that is, right? Okay. That wouldn't look round anymore. It would look off. Like, yeah, when you when you see a circle, you know that's a circle. It's pretty damn if good. It's a, if it's a little off, you're like, well, that doesn't look quite right. So I don't – I feel like they would just crop the picture. As long as the four guys are in it, why would they care who they cut out? I don't think they would shrink and distort it and all that. Oh, you think they they would just crop it? They wouldn't stretch it into place. They would just cut it into place. Yeah, that would be my guess. I mean, to me, that would make more sense. It would be a lot less work. It wouldn't make anything look funky. Right. But while we're on the subject of this album cover... All right. You got some more in it. Yeah. So... 
apparently if you hold a mirror to the center of that bass drum, it says it gives a date of his death, which I forget what that was now. But the only issue with that is in England, they don't do the date the way we do the date. Ooh, there you go. That's a nice debunker. So, yeah, so it's they do what? Day first, then month, then year. Yeah. Like, uh, I don't know. Messes today would me be, up when I look at it sometimes. I'm like, yeah, today would be like the 11th of December, 2019. Yeah. Today would be 11, 12, 19. For, we, for us, not for you guys listening. 12, 11? Yeah. We're 12, 11. They're 11, 12. Right. So it gives the date and it says he die. So like the alleged date of his death he die but again the date doesn't match up with how they use it in england and there's a guy back here holding a hand over paul right over his head apparently again i didn't find this anywhere but that signifies death as well the guy holding his hand over his head uh, yeah a hand over your head and i i had heard that there's other albums where there's somebody holding a hand over his head. Really? No, 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 no. That album covers just a hodgepodge of people. Yeah. It it really is. Apparently there's a oh shit, uh, a left-handed guitar in the flowers. They're like a is that a left-handed bass drum or yeah, bass drum, bass guitar and there's apparently only three strings on it. What? A bass guitar typically has four, like the Beatles. But Ooh. now there's only three. Uh, yeah. But, um, I mean, honestly, you can look at it either way. That could be a left-handed one. That could be a right-handed one. You can't tell by looking at it, really, unless you look at it the way it's laying down in relation to the Beatles. Then that would be a left-handed guitar. Well, he's left-handed, right? Yeah, but what I'm saying is, I don't know if that's necessarily a left-handed one. Oh, okay. Because you could, it's not, it's not shaped perfectly, so you can't really tell which, you know what I mean? You can't really tell which side you could hold it on. Yeah, so that's not a very good <laughs> clue. But I had heard, actually, I heard this. I saw this on a YouTube video that apparently it was just a suggestion by one of the prop guys like, Hey, you know, why don't we just throw a little guitar here with some flowers? <laughs> and <laughs> that was it. That's how it came to be. It wasn't anything nefarious. Wasn't like trying to tell us a secret, but on that album, they introduce somebody in one of their songs. They oh. say Billy Shears, bruh. Yeah. Or Billy's here. Either way, it's F and Billy. You're right. Like, what are you talking about? Why would you say that? And to, and at this point, was the conspiracy already hot and heavy by this point? I... That was 67 when they released that album. June 1st, 67. So that was... Mm, year, no, it wasn't even... It was only like six months after the 66 accident. Really? So I don't think it would have been hot and heavy then. Well, the, no. the conspiracy yet. So who would be Billy Shears in that in that song? Even if they don't, let's say they don't say Billy Shears. 
Billy's here. If they say Billy's here, because it's like Billy's here, it's like you, it, it could be Shears here, whatever. Why would they say Billy's here? Maybe they don't say Shears. Who's Billy? Right. Who is Billy other than Billy Shears? I don't get it. No. I don't know who a Billy would be and at that point in time. Billy you Shears, that's it. It's got to be. <laughs> and then I guess at one point on the Glass Onion or Glass Onion, whatever they call it. Yeah. John Lennon, he said, here's another clue for you all. Like they – it's like – Oh, because by that point they were already into it. Yeah. But he's saying like – Yo, guys, you're on the right track. Here's another clue. <laughs> right. I don't or know they, what the effing clue was, but... Or he's just, they're just totally messing with him. I just sent you a link to oh, that. Yeah, the, uh, the website is... It's the Beatles Mustache Index. Check this out. Scroll all the way to the bottom. See the Abbey Road? See them standing there in the Abbey Road? They yeah. haven't quite got on the road for the photo of the cover, and they're all walking in the same pattern that's kind of crazy they're out of stride they're walking in the same pattern as they did on the cover album or the album cover yeah but they're not in the middle of the road yet that's funny (laughs) well they were just walking right there they were just walking that's what the that's what the album cover is yeah but the album cover they're actually in the middle of the road in the same stride yeah they're all it was weird yeah (laughs) wait abbey road aren't they no, you're right. I think you're right. Oh, no. What? Yeah. Oh, no, yeah. No, I'm saying, oh, no, to me. Like, oh, no, I'm wrong. <laughs> yeah. Like, they're all lead- leading with their left leg. Then he's there with his right leg. Mm-hmm. Uh, apparently, he was always a little different, though. There's another album where they're all facing forward, and he's the only one with their back, with his back to the camera. He's He's always got something weird going on. Yeah. Uh, he was different. Uh, that's the only. Way, I mean, that's the way I take it. He was just a little different. Like, <laughs> what I don't understand though is the one where he's got the black rose, right? Because while he said they say it's because they ran out of red flowers. That seems odd. It's bullshit because in the video, he, I, I'm pretty sure it's him literally holding a bouquet. Of red flowers. <laughs> uh-huh. Now, I say him. You, you don't know who I'm talking about. Could be Billy. Could be Paul. Who knows? Could be Paul. Now, now, if you reverse it and say everybody else was dead, he has a black rose because he's in mourning. Yes. <laughs> it's weird. And all this backwards masking shit. Uh, I love it. Look. <laughs> it, it's weird. <laughs> because some of the things, like... uh what was the one? Cranberry sauce? Yeah. <laughs> that one's hilarious. What the hell was that? Oh, I buried Paul, where John says, I buried Paul in, what is it, Strawberry Fields? Yeah, yeah, Strawberry Fields forever. So, apparently, he's like, <laughs> like, no, I said, damn it, I can't do it. I can't do the accent, but he's like, <laughs> basically like, no, I said, Cranberry sauce. That sounds nothing like Paul's dead. Or I buried Paul. I buried Not Paul. even close. Right. Not even close. 
Also, why the f- why would you say cranberry sauce? For no reason. It's, if you say cranberry sauce backwards, which would be in real time on that album, what the f- what the hell would it say? It would just be like, like it would it would say nothing. No. There would be no point in saying cranberry sauce. No. So that I mean, that one's a little weird. Uh I think we should wind it down. Yeah, I know. It's <laughs> there's just so much of this. There's one where one of the guys said, uh, Paul is dead, miss you, miss you, miss you or something like that. <laughs> or miss him, hear- miss him, miss him. I didn't hear yeah. that. Yeah, and they try to say that it's um they're saying uh something something monsieur 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 or monsieur monsieur something whatever. What but speaking French for no reason? It, but monsieur backwards would not sound like miss you. No. Or miss him or any that's bullshit. That's a lie. <laughs> it sounds like it. I don't know. But yeah, we we should wind this down. I just it's interesting. It it literally could be a two parter, three parter, nine parter. Yeah, maybe. We'll get into body doubles. Unless you want to do another Beatles one. I don't know. Not yet? I don't think so. Maybe I don't know. Maybe we'll revisit it when Paul finally comes out and says, Yeah guys, I'm Billy. (laughs) It's me, I've been Billy the whole time. Says it in a clear American accent. Hey, what the fuck happened to Billy? That's another that's another thing to think about. So, I just now thought about it. William Campbell Shears just disappears. You said he was an orphan, so it didn't matter. Did, did he disappear? I don't know. Or is he around? And we just don't. Ooh, I uh, didn't look to, into that. Damn it! I just thought of it. We'll have to revisit that. And I also want to talk about the guy who killed Lennon at some point too. Ooh. Uh Mark oh, David shit. Chapman. Yeah. Yeah, Catcher in the Rye guy. Yeah, yep, yep, yep. That's it. I've never read that book, and now I'm like a little bit afraid to because everybody just kills people when they read it. Yeah, they get triggered. He was uh, who was another guy? There. It was another attempted assassin. Uh, it was the a, guy who shot Reagan. Oh, the guy. Yeah, he did shoot him, right? Yeah, he shot Reagan, hoping he would get killed by the Secret Service, and he was reading Catcher in the Rye. Mark David Chapman was a freaking lunatic, dude, because he thought he shot him. He did. It was all planned out because he thought because you know we won't get too into it, but he thought he was bigger than Jesus, and or they thought they were bigger than Jesus, and he was like, oh yeah, well I'm a Christian, I believe in Jesus, so I'm going to kill you for that. Yeah. Then he he does it. This son of a bitch lays down next to the book because he had the book with him. He thought he was going to go into the book. He thought he was living that life. <laughs> he thought he was the guy. He thought he was. <laughs> He's a maniac. Oh, we're going to dig into that. That's a good, yeah, that's a good one. I, I mean, it's a little true crimey. Hashtag true crime. Hashtag hey, TC. Hey. Hashtag, yeah. Hashtag right. TC. But. Oh, we'll spin a conspiracy. Don't you worry. Yeah. Mark David Chapman is a loser. <laughs> <laughs> and on that note, we're going to end it. Yeah, so, we need to. So what was it? Paul dead? Paul is live? What is it, people? Bring on the word at gmail.com. Tell us. Or Twitter. Facebook, yeah. Instagram. Carrier pigeon. <laughs> Smoke signals. Semaphore. 
We'll have to learn how to do the semaphore flags. Send me a message on Xbox, <laughs> but don't do that because I'm not giving out my gamer tag. <laughs> no, no, no. All right. Mm-hmm. I just want to say oh. Paul is 100% alive or dead. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> alive or dead. I'm right about it. So. For sure. All right. All right. Stay weird, world. We'll see you next time.